As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Those reminded me of the show Recess. I love that show. I know. I always thought I was like Spinelli, but I was probably not at all. So you know all the characters from Recess, but I had to give you the origin story of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Dude, I'm sorry, okay? Cowabunga, dude. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 109 of the Professional Book Nerds Podcast, presented by Overdrive. Jill, hello, Jill. You're here today. (laughs) How are you? I was here last time, too. I know. I'm just, you're also, in addition to that, you're here today. So, hello. It's weird. So is Christina. Hello, Christina. Hi. It's me. I'm back. Ready? Yay. Ready to crush it. Christina's the meat of this episode, really. She is. Yeah. Um, So. I am. We're just pretty decoration. No, no. Yeah. You're the potatoes and the veggies. Yep. Oh, can I be the potatoes? I'll let you decide. I'm not going to. I want to be potatoes. I don't don't cause a fight, so. I want to be the potatoes. Um, So, man, off the rails already. Overdrive does a really cool summer reading program for our school partners. So you're going to explain a little bit about that in just a second. Um, But I want to tell everyone right off the top, all the books that you're going to talk about are also available for any type of reader who wants to take a look at some of these great books. So first off, would you mind explaining our summer reading program? Yeah. Um, Overdrive Summer Read is designed to help combat the summer slide. As you know, there's studies that show during summer we lose some of that great retention we had during the school year. So as an effort to help combat that, we came up with Overdrive Summer Read, which is for our K-12 partners. Um, these titles will be automatically added to their sites to be enjoyed all summer long and to keep kids reading all summer long. And we are super excited to work with some of our publishers to get really great offerings this school year. Well, this summer in between school years. <laughs> so <laughs> um, we're really excited. We think kids, the kids will really like it. We hope our school partners really enjoy it. But as Adam said, these are titles available in Overdrive so anyone can read them. Um, we're just excited to have like a little special edition for our schools we love them so it's kind of like a summer long version of our big library read if for people who are familiar with that but for again for school students and there's more than one title so basically nothing like big library read. <laughs> but similar concepts right, similar exactly. idea similar it's kind idea. of what uh, inspired the program there We've you done go. this right. will be our third year so right. we're excited it's that's a good idea yeah and so when we mentioned that you're the meat of this episode we're, we're not kidding you <laughs> have all the information on all of these books and Jill and I will just throw in witty banter back and forth. That's now why. And then. That's what I mean. That's what I'm here. That's what I'm most excited for. Yeah. So, so uh, I feel bad times. because you have a little bit of like a sinus infection, yeah. and we're going to make you talk for the majority of the time. I'm going to really try hard not to sniffle, Mom. I know you hate that. So if you're listening. 
That's, <laughs> that's okay. I the last episode we did, I noticed and we were talking about this before we recorded. I was my 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 P's and my B's and my D's are all very like breathy. So I have a a thing to fix that today because <laughs> it was bad. So it's don't a feel pop bad. filter. A pop filter. For those Which, by the way, the irony is saying pop filter is a very pop filtery word. Well, this none, none of this is important. I'm sorry. Um, would you like to get going on talking about the books? Sure. So uh, as part of the program, we have um, two sets of titles, Juvenile and Young Adult, to kind of cover the full scope of K-12. So I'm going to start with the Juvenile set, and then I'll move on to YA. So to get started, our first title is The Wild World of Buff Bray, The, Missy, the Missing Grizzly Cubs. It's by Judy Young. Um, Buck is an 11-year-old budding TV star. He's part of a new kid-oriented wilderness show. Um, It takes place in Denali National Park, which is in Alaska, obviously home to an amazing wildlife uh, like the grizzly bear. Um, Buck and his unexpected companion, Tony, uh, a cameraman's daughter on the show, uh, discover that two grizzly cubs are missing, um, and they set out to solve the mystery. Um, They end up in quite an adventure. There's like a crime ring going on, so uh, a little mysterious. Uh, It's really good for kids who love animals and adventure. Um, kind of teaches them the joy of opening themselves up to new friendships and uh, encourages the love of nature. Hopefully, kids will read it and feel inspired to go outside, put down their screens, uh, you know, enjoy the summer. So it's like Kids Survivor. Basically. <laughs> kind of. I'm, I mean, it's, With like it's, a mystery. Yeah. So he's like, he's basically like the, um, what's his name? Bear Grylls. Bear Grylls. Baby, of, baby Bear Baby Bear Grylls. So he's like tackling the wildlife of, of Alaska. So super cute. And, you know, Denali National Park is the backdrop of his title. So you get a lot of like, you know, really good insights sure. into nature. So, I mean, I think that one's pretty cute. Nice. That sounds good. I like um, it. The next one is Tig Ripley, Rock and Roll Rebel. Yes. Ginger Roo. Uh, 13-year-old Tig has decided to start a band to propel her out of the background and into the spotlight of her middle school. Um, she doesn't actually pay, play an instrument, so she takes a couple weeks to learn the drums, starts her band, um, gets joined up with her best friend and her cousin, um, and also, like, the school bad girl, Robbie. Sure, sure. And then, um, I guess, the super obnoxious popular diva um, decides that she should be the lead singer um, so it's kind of got this, like, interpersonal drama. Um, you know, Tig's like, should I just be the lead singer? You know, the drummer is the heart of the band, so it kind of, it you know, promotes girl power and individuality. And, mm-hmm. like, obviously taking a risk and putting yourself out there is sometimes worth the risk. So, I don't know, this one seems really cool. And the, and the and the band is um, Pandora's Box, I think. Outstanding. Which I was, like, pretty clever. Oh, that's good. That's uh, good. I will say... On a somewhat really, I, the idea of just being like, I'm going to learn how to do a thing, but I'm going to take a few weeks and learn a, uh, music, uh, an instrument on my own. Uh, our social media specialist, her name is Ricky, and she's amazing. One day, like two months ago, she just came into the office. She's like, so I'm learning piano. I was like, oh, are you taking classes? She's like, no, I just bought a keyboard. <laughs> I was like, God, Godspeed. And and she is. She's on her Instagram. She's always like playing songs and stuff. So I don't know. There you go. I mean, there's never too late. You know, anyone yeah. listening? Do we have it's do? too late for me. That's a skill I just know I don't have. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I always wanted to be able to play an instrument. I'm like, Mom, Dad, why didn't you like Justin Bieber me and just like give me a guitar early? You could have had way more money. Yeah, but if we're being serious, it probably would have worked out how most kids in like middle school work out. Or you're, you probably wouldn't have been given a guitar. You would have been given like a flute or a trumpet or something, <laughs> which is awesome. Don't get me wrong. No matter what instrument you play, it's amazing. But 
I, I don't think you would have turned into like a. I, a Dis- I don't think there's too many Disney stars that are like <laughs> young Satchmo, like young Louis Armstrong, <laughs> rocking that trumpet. Which there should be. Ooh, million dollar idea. We should write a book about it. Anyway, we'll get to it. Maybe it'll be in our summer trumpet program playing in a middle few school. Years. Yeah. Um, the next one is. Happy birthday, SpongeBob. SpongeBob. Oh, man. SpongeBob. Oh, my gosh. Happy birthday, SpongeBob by J.P. Chandra. Uh, Shonda. Um, it's our favorite little sponge who lives under the sea in a pineapple. SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> um, and it's his birthday, and it seems like his little marine life friends have forgotten his birthday. So, you know, chaos ensues. And um, obviously, this one is going to be uh, hilarious. It's SpongeBob. It's mm-hmm. a still-running TV show on yeah. Nickelodeon, and um, it kind of goes back to, you know, the memories doesn't really involve the material stuff. It's the people you spend your time with. So I thought that was a cute one. And it's SpongeBob. I mean, who doesn't love SpongeBob? Yeah, I was just going to say, for any parents that might be listening, because I don't imagine we have too many middle school listeners, um, but any parents that are listening in, this is something we talk about all the time with, like, our read-along titles is a great way to get young children who may not who say they don't like reading excited about it is to show them books like this featuring spongebob or characters that they know and love from you know cartoon network or nickelodeon and uh if you can show them a character that they already know that they love then they'll be more likely to read the book and then all of a sudden you have yourself a little reader so i was very i was very excited when i saw that spongebob was a part of the program me too he's mvp um the next one is Pandas on the East Side by Gabrielle Gabrielle Prendergast, Prendergast, Prendergast. So glad we're making you do this Sorry. time. <laughs> uh, this one is about a girl, a uh, 10-year-old Journey Strong. Um, she is on a mission to rescue two pandas being held captive in a warehouse in her poverty-stricken neighborhood. Uh, the pandas were destined for a Washington Zoo, but have been caught up in a diplomatic spat between the United States and China. So, yeah, we're going there. Wow. Uh, um, huh. And it's kind of, it's such a, you know, she's super excited about the panda bear. She's super enthusiastic, and her enthusiasm kind of inspires her whole neighborhood to kind of solve this issue. Um, And the underlying thing here, um, it's a very feel-good story, but it also kind of explores what it's like to grow up in poverty. Mm-hmm. And it's a very real um, landscape that a lot of kids deal with every day. And it's not that we have to um, explore that or explain that to anyone, but it's just this is how some people live and children need to be aware that their normal is not someone else's. Um, and, you know, Gabrielle Prendergast is great. She's actually um, another author we use in our YA set. So it's a really great um, lesson title. So mm-hmm. it's not just, you know, as much as this program is designed for pleasure reading, we want the kids to learn something as well. So we were super excited about this one. And, you know, we have panda bears, we have grizzly bears, like, around, lots of yeah. cute animals happening. In the, all in the, the animals. All the animals. So um, that's that's what I'm excited about. Nice. Um, the next one, uh, Meet, Shimmer, and Shine, uh, by Nickelodeon Publishing, also kind of in line with our SpongeBob, Mm -hmm. um, what Adam said, you know, Shimmer and Shine is super popular right now in Nickelodeon. I actually know the song. My niece loves it. Um, so it's very catchy. It's about two genie sisters and, uh, their human friend, Leah. They, uh, go on an adventure. And this one is a read-along ebook. Um, it's one of our, uh great options for beginning readers or some of your youngest readers um the they have shorter set this one has shorter sentences and basic vocabulary so it's uh it's an adventure story but it's really great for someone who is just learning how to read and because it's a read-along you get that added bonus of narration so 
this is a show so I have nieces and nephews as well. This isn't one that that they watch. I didn't know about. I'm actually looking this up as we as we talk. They have pretty fierce hair. Their theme song is If you didn't if you felt better, I would make you sing it. I won't. I I understand. <laughs> but man, I like this is I I do like I love that there's a read along in there. Nickelodeon does a really they send us they a lot. They do have of, fierce hair. Right? Yeah, they for people who are unaware cuz I wasn't. They have all these awesome uh, They're genies too. Like that's something yeah. that I, you know, you don't there's a whole untapped market right there. <laughs> well, it might be tapped. We don't know. <laughs> um no, but they have lots of these awesome ponytails that are bright pink and blue and all sorts of different colors. And they're um, fun. And they're like, I, I think they're, you know, great role models for young girls because they're extremely kind and, mm-hmm. um, you know, fierce. Yeah. So. Plus they're genies. Girl power all along. Plus they're genies. And they're genies. Yeah. And they're magical. Man, I'm going I'm to have to check out some shimmer and shine. <laughs> and then the next one, uh, the last one in our uh, juvenile set is Mikey's Monster by Nickelodeon Publishing. Again, we love Nickelodeon. Thanks mm-hmm. so much for providing this this great content for this year. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles! So, um, Mikey, or Michelangelo, as he uh, is known formally, is uh, encountering the, him and his friends. So the Did Ninja- you just say formally? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> teen- so, Mikey and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have encountered a strange creature, stranger than them, living in their beloved sewers, and they're not sure if it's a friend or foe, so they're trying to figure it out. They don't really know what's going on, and, you know, Splinter's there dropping some advice <laughs> and um this one also is another read-along adventure again goes back to really great for beginning readers this one is a little bit more advanced than shimmer and shine but same same concept it's really great familiar characters um you know teenage mutant ninja turtles are a super popular read-along we actually had a read-along uh last year in our summer read program it was another ninja turtles book and it was our most popular most checked out book i mean ninja turtles i love them everybody loves them yeah i mean well they're heroes in a half shell how can you not i mean turtle power turtle power <laughs> thank you cowabunga i <laughs> love Michael, let's see if we can do it michelangelo donatello Raphael. really michelangelo donatello. yeah no that's right what's the last one uh, leonardo. The, leonardo the first one Le- well michelangelo well, was my fave i loved Raphael. do they all have nicknames though like mikey I don't know. Ra- mikey raph leo and donnie is it really Donnie? Yeah. <laughs> it might be. How much, For Donatello, what oh, else I'm would not, you do? I'm, I don't know. Guys, no, no, no. Let me, let me Let me clarify. I wasn't guessing. <laughs> I know a lot about the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> oh. Well, is that the whole idea you, that they like... How much time you got? got? Let's do this. <laughs> they got turned into Ninja Turtles... Because like some like toxic sludge or the something ooze. happened. Yeah. But, Secret like, of the Ooze. It was the second movie. Four guys... With these names just happened. No, to that's hanged. not what happened. Oh my oh, god! Okay. My god. Do you want the origin story of the Ninja Turtles? We don't got time. We don't got time. When we stop recording, I'll. I'll t- there were four. Tur- there were four turtles in the sewer. I, I don't even have time to do this. Uh, there are four turtles in the sewer. They got ooze spilled on them. They turned into t- turtles who could talk. Teenage and, mut- mutant. Well, they weren't teenagers off the bat. At first, they were baby turtles. With them in the sewer was a rat who also got. T- and they change in the movies. They change his origin story, but he also got turned into uh, a humanoid rat who could talk. And his history is that he was a rat in Japan, and his master was a uh, like a, basically a kung fu master. So he taught his turtles' children kung fu, and then he named them after famous um, Renaissance painters. I'm so mad that neither of you guys, that you're both looking at me like this is the first time you're hearing the origin story of the Ninja Turtles. I'm sorry. I don't. You want me to break down the origin story of Sailor Moon? No. I, mean, we can, I can I'm do just that. upset. But here's the thing. 
I know that you know that. I'm upset that you didn't know. You're wearing a Buffy shirt right now, aren't you? I am. It Sorry, you can Buffy delete all of this. You none of this is important. No, it is. Everyone, there you go. Broken down for you. They just, don't get to that into the read-along because it's a shorter title. <laughs> um, but if they ever come up with a novel, I'll make sure Adam is consulted to there make sure the are, I'm not like the defining word on this is well known. All right. I'm sorry, everyone, if this was just a waste of your time because you know all of this already. Aficionados out there. Anyway, moving on <laughs> to the young adult set. <laughs> um, oh, that's amazing. So the young adult set is going to be more... Um, a lot of the content in the young adult set, when we were looking at this content, we tried to consider K-12 as a whole. Um, so the content isn't necessarily inappropriate. It's just a little bit more advanced. So this is going to be more for your sixth grade on up. Um, our first story is Ray of Sunlight by Bryn Stein. I'm really excited about this one. Um, it's about a 17-year-old juvenile delinquent named Russ. Um, he actually expects his life to end up, in, in his life, to end up in an adult penitentiary. Like, he has no aspirations. He wants to drop out of high school. And as part of his recent stint of juvenile detention, he's been set up for community service at a hospital where he meets uh, CJ, CJ Calhoun, um, who has almost the exact opposite plans. He has all these aspirations um, he also has stage four cancer. So um, this actually is an LGBTQ romance. Um, it's it's a heartbreaking story, but it is awesome. I think it's a one. It's one of the ones I'm most excited about. It has such a lot of stuff in there, like what teens are going through. You know this this feeling of failure sometimes when life doesn't turn out the way you thought it would, and then you have someone like CJ who for all intents and purposes, should have success and be successful, but life has handed him this really difficult hand. Um, and I think it really goes back to how, as much as we talk about, like, love and, like, YA romances, you know, as a teenager, love is something that's so huge for you. Most of the time, you know, it happens and it really messes with you and it's really confusing. So it's it's just really, um, I think it's a really good story. Shows that while love can't always cure us, it can definitely save us. Right. So... Do you need like Kleenex for this one? Probably. Okay. This one's going to be a bit of a tearjerker. Okay. I mean, that's, Got it. I mean, it deals with children who have cancer. Sure. Like, this isn't going to be an easy read. That's true. Did you come up with that tagline at the end there, or did they? Was that in the description? I wrote that. Did you really? I wrote all the descriptions. No, I know you did, but the love can't. Al- how to say that again? Love can't always cure us, but it sure can save us. You wrote that yourself? Yeah. Oh, you should be a writer. Thanks. I try. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> No, that sounds really good, and, um, and I agree. Definitely, I think it's a good one to, uh, yeah. to keep uh, for in sure. Mind. Um, Instant winner is the next one by Gary Soto. Uh, this is twelve-year-old uh, Jason Rodriguez. Uh, he's won thirty-seven hundred dollars in the lottery. He's not a very lucky kid, so this is his like first big break. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first thing he decides to do with his thirty-seven hundred dollars is uh, get his crazy uncle out of jail. Sure. So we have a heist story here. Yes. Um, I love heist. This one's fun, kind of easygoing read, uh, appropriate for middle school on up. Um, just kind of talks through like greed and luck and how like just because you have the means, you shouldn't always, you know do the crazy thing um it's it's funny it's it's a funny book i think this one's gonna be well received um the next one uh which i think a lot of girls will be excited about is becoming alpha by aileen aaron and uh so okay this girl <laughs> no, i'm just reading the description before she actually goes into um, it and uh it's a fun one <laughs> so she Yes, why why romances are sometimes. Okay, so at her old high school, she was called Freaky Tessa, which, come on, kids, there's so many other opportunities for, you know, 
Um, she is a psychic, I guess. And like, so when she touches someone, uh, she uh, gets like premonitions. Um, and so she's had a lot of trouble fitting in. So uh, she ends up going to another school called St. Albie's Academy, which actually is a secret werewolf academy. And she meets this mysterious guy at a party and she's kind of, you know, throwing caution to the wind and he kisses her and turns her into a werewolf. Ah! So, ah! so, um, very supernatural romance story. And then this one, you know, it has both werewolves and vampires. Sure. Not to, not to call back out to Twilight, but it's, this story is, the focus is on the werewolves. Um, the vampires are bad guys. And of course there's a romance between her and the guy's name's Dastian, which... Dastian, okay. Yeah. Um, and there's, you know, obviously there's romance in there, and she's also trying to kind of battle um, these changing uh, hormones. She's turning into a werewolf, so there's all this crazy stuff going on. So it's actually, it's a really good story. Um, You know, it's it, she's not a shrinking daisy or anything like that, and obviously any supernatural romance, which is something that's very popular in YA, but I think this one's going to be a fun read. Uh, it's also part of a series, mm-hmm. and I believe the series is completed. And as you guys have heard me say before, big fan of completed series. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I think that one's going to be really fun. And it, it, it seems like an interesting read. And obviously, it's always fun to see the werewolves get their due because they're not as like romanticized as vampires. Like they're hairy and dog-like. And... Yep. I need to drink water. It, you're fine. You're doing good. Thank you. I haven't sniffled yet. So um, the next one is The Pigeon Man by Joe Edward Stein. Uh, this one, again, is something I'm pretty excited about. Uh, Danny Simon um, has seen a world of pain. He's 13 years old. He lost his entire family in the Holocaust. And um, so it's a Holocaust read. Uh, he's now out of Poland in America with his aunt and uncle he's never met. Um, he's getting bullied. Um, he's also suffering at night from nightmares because of the stuff he's already seen in his life at 13. Um, and he ends up uh, finding an injured pigeon and... He sets out to kind of, you know, save this pigeon. And through this, he meets a war veteran named Mike Delaney. So he's seen the effects of war on one side. And then Mike, the war veteran, has seen the other. And they at first are very unlikely to get along considering their, you know, both their Mm -hmm. histories. But um, together they work to save this injured pigeon. And through this form this friendship and this bond. And it's, it's, it's a really, it's a heartbreaking story. It's a beautiful story. Um, just the effects of the war and what these two people have been through and how this injured pigeon ends up being what, like, brings them together. I honestly feel that everyone should read this book. Um, They're both very deeply flawed individuals, but they learn so much from each other, and I feel like there's a lot of lessons in this book. And it's a 13-year-old, but it's great for any age group. I think it's just a really good read. I don't. I. I was. I'm glad I waited for you to get through the whole description because you said something in the middle that I was like, "I'm gonna make a clever joke about this," and then you finished and talked about how it was a serious book, and I was like, "Glad I waited." <laughs> yeah, this one's definitely a little bit more serious, uh, serious content. But again, I like that you're jumping back and forth between like serious ones and funny ones. Yeah, it's a good job know, by you. Summer. Well, you yeah. guys have you know a, a mixed a mixed bag. So, mm-hmm. um, the next one is audacious. Again, by our author, Gabrielle Prendergast. I'm so sorry, Gabrielle. I don't know how to say your last name. Um, so 16-year-old Raphael. Oh, Raphael. Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. Um, has never really fit in. Just uh, like Raphael the Ninja oh my, Turtle. Oh, my God. There's so many parallels. I did this on purpose. 
Uh, she uh, apparently says and does all the wrong things. She's never fit in in her high school. Uh, the only thing she actually really excels in and enjoys is drawing and art. Uh, her father ends up moving her family across the country to this small prairie town. Um, and in this move, she decides she's going to reinvent herself and go by Ella. And it almost works. She finds herself falling for Samir, a Muslim boy in her art class. And as a way to cope for these feelings, confusing feelings that she's having, she draws something. Something explicit, um, as art can be. Sure. And um, I think this falls into the wrong hands. And this causes a world of problems for her. Um, so this one's a little bit more hard-hitting uh, with the content, but it's told entirely in verse, which is Ooh. very cool. Okay. Um, so it's a little bit more unique. It's actually very funny. It's very dark funny. So she has a very funny sense of humor. Um, it's it's a good read. It's like the life of a teenager. It's, you know, simultaneously one of the best times of her life and one of the worst. And I think this one... Um, it's pretty. Ex- I love the cover of this book. So if you have a chance to look at it, it's beautiful. It kind of actually reminds me of The Awakening by Kate Chopin. Um, so yep. Okay. And then we're on our last one. Yay! There we go. I, I didn't mean yay. Like I won. I won. I love that you were like I haven't sniffled yet, and then you sniffled directly <laughs> into the microphone. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. No, it's, it was, uh, it was okay. adorable. It's okay. It's, I know. I'm so cute over here. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you wonder why we're friends. And so the last book is. At the Edge of the World by Kari or Carrie Jones. Sorry, guys, if you're listening. Um, so Maddie and Ivan have been best friends their whole lives. Um, they love each other and protect each other. Um, and when Ivan's life kind of starts to spiral out of control, uh, Maddie knows why. And he's asked her to keep his secret. And the story itself, the, the, the meat of the story, if you will, is, you know, in friendship, what do you do if you have a secret that is hurting the person you love? Do you tell it if you ultimately think it will protect them, but you hurt them along the way? And I think this is just a great story because it tackles alcoholism and fractured home lives and how it portrays the importance of friendship. And often it's sometimes the only saving grace a young person has. Like your friends do become your family. And I feel like that really happens for you in high school. That like That's your first group of not to say that your friends in middle school or elementary school weren't important, but I feel like high school is where you you really become who you are. You start to set out and become this individual. And that first group of friends is probably the ones that I think in high school, it's when your parents stop being your confidants and your friends become them. So it's like, what do you do? How do you keep those secrets? How do you protect people? What do you do if you're in an uncomfortable situation? I think it's just a good read for anyone, you know, in any sort of friendship, even if it is you don't have to deal with anything like this. It's just good to read and understand, you know, there are levels of friendship. There is, you have to do the right thing, even if it might mean hurting the person along the way, if it is ultimately the right choice. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Because I, first off, and you can confirm this, like three-fourths of my friends I've known since, like, I was 14 or 13. In fact, it's kind of annoying how many of my <laughs> friends are all from high school. Um, but we talk about this when we talk about young adult books with authors. It's something where, A, that time during high school is like it's when your emotions are going crazy and you're you know your body's changing and you're becoming an adult and like you're like there's just you feel so much and it's something that everyone has gone through so everyone can relate on some aspect you know no matter what the high school story is that you're reading whether it's about the popular jock or the person who doesn't fit in whoever 
everyone can relate at least somewhat to those ridiculously intense feelings you're feeling for the first time. So you're absolutely right. It's something that everyone, whether they're a school, you know, a student in a school or they're an adult who doesn't even have kids, this sounds like a book that would hit kind of everybody. Well, and I think it also goes back to what we've talked about before. You know, young adult books are popular not just in the young adult age Absolutely. Brackets. It's because I think we all remember what it was like mm-hmm. to be a teenager and how it almost always feels like the end of the world. And not that that's a bad thing and that the drama that we feel, I mean, you look back on it and reflect like, gosh, I was such a drama queen. <laughs> I think it's more, yeah. it's because you feel so much during this. And so, you know, with the whole set of titles from the juvenile set to now, we tried really hard to find different kinds of kids because we're trying, not that we're covering the whole scope of childhood, but, you know, every story in this set, and any story between juvenile to YA is important to tell because Mm -hmm. it covers probably what these kids are feeling. Mm -hmm. And what better way than to read it, to get through it. And I like that you you mentioned having all sorts of different people represented in these books. That's another thing we talk about all the time with with people who represent We Need Diverse Books and for, like, the LGBTQ community, things like that. It's important for young kids growing up, no matter how they feel, whether they think that they fit in or not, it's important for them to be able to see people in literature that represent themselves. So I think you guys did a very good job with all of the books. We're excited. Agreed. We're excited to launch it. So um, for anyone listening, if you are uh, interested in the Overdrive Summer Read program, um, it is launching on June 7th, and we'll go through August 7th. Again, it is for our K-12 partners, but if you are interested in any of the content we discussed today, it is, sorry, this is your job. No. It's available on Overdrive. Go right ahead. Yeah. Um, if you are a library listener and you have an e-reading room, we are happy to extend the program to you as well, as again, it is intended for the K-12 audience. Um, yeah, June 7th through August 7th. Uh, really excited. And all, all the books, I think you mentioned, but they're all simultaneous use. Yes, that's correct. So as many people can borrow them at the same time as they want. Um, anything? I know that there's like four libraries and schools. There are like marketing materials and things like that. All that good stuff. Um, yes, we're going to be providing um, a couple print pieces, a parent letter, an all-staff email, and just a lot of good stuff. We're really excited about the program. And again, we really just hope it encourages reading all your wrong. All year long. Yeah. And it's summer, so you get to read kind of more fun stuff. You know, yeah. not required. Absolutely. Um, before we let you go, are you reading anything currently? Um, yeah, I just started reading Cara- Caraval. Oh, I loved that book. Okay, yeah, I'm excited. It's <gasps> waiting uh, on my TBR list as yes. we speak. I'm uh, reading that, and then I'm listening to The Man I Love, which is very different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two very different books, which yeah. is good. Very uh, diverse. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm excited. You guys, I, Jill and I just recorded an intro like yesterday at the time of this recording. So I'm reading the same books I talked about before. But more importantly, the audiobook of Fantastic Beasts just got borrowed for me Ooh. at the library. So I'm going to spend several hours with Eddie Redmayne in my earbuds today. Oh. I was um not reading it. Like I had just finished a book and I was looking for something new. And then... Uh... Did you, did you guys read the Wayside Storybooks? Yes, Wayside School gets way stranger. Yes. I love those books. So, um, they're now available in ebook form, like as of like a week ago or Exclusive something. Exclusive like here first. <laughs> so, like, I well. put them all on hold through uh one of the libraries, and um, yeah, I have one of them waiting for me to read. I'm so excited. I love those books. Just because it's me, um, A Court of Wings and Ruin comes out in 19 days. 
<laughs> yeah, calm, okay. Right. <laughs> Wait, was that um, the Wayside School? Uh, Lewis... Yeah. Satcher? Yeah. Satcher? yeah. The guy who wrote Holes. Holes, mm-hmm. right. Oh, yeah, same. Okay, that's what I thought. Ugh, they're um, so much fun. I, like, read all of them. Oh, they were the best. Yeah. Um, I Those were really good. I do remember they were those. They so fun. See? I got so excited when I saw them. Some of the best books you'll ever read in life were when you were in school. Those reminded me of the show at Recess. Oh, I love that show. I know. <laughs> I always thought I was, like, Spinelli, but I was probably not at all. So you know all the characters from Recess, but I had to give you the origin story of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Dude, I'm sorry, okay? Cowabunga, dude. It'd be one thing, stop it. It'd be one thing if you didn't love things related to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but you're wearing a Buffy shirt right now. You know everything about Sailor Moon. You like? Uh, Here's the theme. It's about a small blonde girl. Both of them. Why do you think I like them? Oh, so turtles can't can't be like you? Some of... I, I actually had, like, you know, here's the thing. I grew up with all-boy cousins, so often when we played Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I had to be April. I really didn't want to be April. This, we're going to sit down and watch all three <laughs> of the Ninja Turtles. Okay, we're going to watch the first two. The third one's garbage. Um, <laughs> all right. Turtles in Time. It I'll, is not good. I'll check back in, like, a month and be like, all right, let me break down the whole origin. I got it yeah. now. We'll quiz. We'll, we'll quiz. Yeah, we'll, we'll go through other. Toka and Razor and <laughs> the whole nine years. See, oh, they're so... Sorry, listeners. I love the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I feel like that should be the... T- t- take away two things. Our summer reading program is incredible, and I love the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Gosh. Anyway. Anything else, anyone? No. In like a lion, not like a lamb. <laughs> um, Beowulf. <laughs> if you guys want to get a hold of us, you can email us at uh, professionalbooknerds at overdrive.com. You can find us on Twitter at Pro Book Nerds. Um, if you want to find more out about the Overdrive Summer Read program, it is resources.overdrive.com forward slash summer dash read. Wow. And while you're there, check out the Resource Center. It's a great resource for all things Overdrive. Christina spends a lot of time making that beautiful, so <laughs> you should definitely check it out. Um, we good? We good. I think we're good. But g- goodbye. We need to sign off. Happy summer reading, everyone. Perfect. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can add these titles to their collections and marketplace. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.